0: Welcome to Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And we're here to give some updates on Superman and Lois related things. And the updates are, we are waiting for updates. That is the long and short of today's episode. So obviously, things have changed quite a bit since the last time we talked. Uh, Last time we talked, we were still on schedule. Superman and Lois was on schedule to film the pilot March 23rd to May 14th. That seems like a long time ago that that yeah. was the plan obviously things have changed that has been delayed and specifically with superman and lois instead of filming the pilot as was reported the last update from deadline in march was that it was among a number of projects that quote have straight to series orders and have writers rooms going most of them were planning to film a pilot episode during pilot episode during pilot season take a break to assess it before starting series production they will now go straight to series production End quote. So that is the latest update. Obviously, whatever we say here today is 100% one hundred percent speculation. We don't know what's going to happen when Superman and Lois will get around to filming. Obviously, the priority is health and safety for everyone involved. So anything we talk about is just guessing and speculation as to when the show could actually get underway. But we know right now it's behind schedule. Um, yeah, any thoughts on this, sec?
1: Yeah, no big surprises there and I would assume it's going to be behind schedule for a while. The only the only thought I have about this is, you know, if they if they're going straight into series production, normally the pilot they get a lot more time to to put effort into it and to to get it more polished and to have more effects and all that kind of stuff than you would a, a normal episode. So, I wonder if if they're just going straight into series production, maybe that means the pilot won't be of the same caliber as some of the other pilots not that it'll be bad story wise or anything but it just won't have the same kind of finesse and extra time to do special effects and new costumes and all that sort of things that you normally get with a pilot so that would be slightly disappointing but in the long run like you said that's not what's important so um that's the only thing that kind of jumps out to me thinking about this but yeah it's it's going to get back on track at some point it has been ordered to series i think the CW feels pretty confident about this show so i think once things come back together uh they'll get back on track.
0: Yeah, just thinking about that initial delay of March to July. If if that's the case and we certainly don't know that's the case, but if that were all the delay was, yeah, maybe you've got a little bit less time for special effects and things like that, but I think July to October they've still got plenty of time to before the show debuts. The biggest thing lost, uh, one nice thing is by filming a pilot in March and then coming back in July to finish the series. You can see, you can review the pilot, see what's working, see what's not working. And sometimes there are casting changes after pilots. We've seen that just in the Superman world. Annette O'Toole was not initially Martha Kent on Smallville until they refilmed her scenes in the pilot. And then Krypton recently also had some retoolings, recastings for the pilot. So that's a pretty common thing. You know, you just get, you cast the best people you can and then sometimes it's not working. So they switch someone out. Other, that's like the big thing. There's also little things like little scenes. Maybe there's less time to reshoot certain scenes from the pilot or plant seeds for future episodes and things like that. All of this is stuff you would like to have in a TV show, but much less important than the health and safety of, of those involved, obviously.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the day, there's still there's still a lot of work that can be done You know, in, in isolation and not having to be together the Like the writers can obviously all work remotely so they can still be working on stories and uh, coming up with ideas and, you know, editing things, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. So there's still a lot of work that can be done to make this show the best it can be.
0: Absolutely. And the good thing with Superman and Lois being a new show, you know, things like The Flash, they had to chop off a couple of episodes of the season, just end when they ended filming. And they're going to have a season finale that is far from the season finale they wanted. Superman and Lois can now plan out, have more time to plan out, plot out things. The problem with that is they don't know if they're going to, you know, what in the next season is going to look like. Are they going to have X number of episodes? How many is that going to be? The difference between if they're doing a short season of, you know, if they can't film for a while and only do 10 episodes, that's different from planning out a 22 episode season or things like that. So there are a lot of things moving there. As for when we will actually see the show, who knows? I'm sure the plan was October if they're not... You know, there's so many things going on, so many variables. It's pure speculation. There are places in the world where filming is going on. Nothing major, nothing major blockbusters. But we don't know when things are going to open up, if they can start filming. When they can start filming, if they can get creative and filming with smaller groups or anything like that. But right now, it wouldn't shock me if we don't see this for a while. You know, maybe we'll see it in maybe, maybe treatments or anything develops in... They are able to film later this summer, say August or something like that, and we're going to see something of a fall season. But It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see it till January or if it's even later than that to where we actually see the show.
1: Yeah. And one one other small thing about, uh, particular about this show too, is the fact that they're working with child actors. You know, they, obviously the sooner they could get in, the more time they can get with the the children being younger but that was always going to be kind of an issue they were going to have to deal with is and that's what you have to deal with with child actors all the time is they age very visibly um, but you know stuff like Smallville it didn't really affect them uh, to, to have their actors get older and still be in school so it's not a huge concern but obviously another thing that they weren't looking forward to probably.
0: That's a really good point I hadn't thought about that because I've just been thinking in terms of a few months delay but what if it is a full Year delayed, and now these teen actors are quite a bit older. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. They might have to change some things there, one way or another. But we'll see. And the good thing is they've got the two leads they've had for a while. They know what they know what they're getting there. So the recasting for the main cast, and we'll get to the rest of them, is less likely. But along with some of the news coming out was that Superman and Lois did have an initial thirteen episode order. That was the plans, obviously, assuming they can film that. That was the plans. That's standard for the CW. So looking at Batwoman last year, they had 13 episodes, and then ratings were good enough. It got extended to a full 22-episode order. Obviously, that got cut down, but I assume that is the plan there. So Superman and Lois, if it were to debut in October, gets 13 episodes. And if ratings are good enough, it would get extended most likely to the full season.
1: Yeah, like you said, that's pretty standard for CW, so nothing surprising there.
0: All right, well, let's get into the cast. The rest of the main cast was announced during this time here as they were leading up to filming Pilot first up Dylan Walsh, who is known for Nip Tuck, Unforgettable, among other things, was cast as a series regular role of General Sam Lane, Lois's father.
1: Yeah, so we knew he was going to be um, not this actor. We knew the character of General Lane was going to be on the show, but yeah, it's it's nice to to get casting. I'm not super familiar with Dylan Walsh. I've definitely seen him and stuff um, when I when I look up pictures of him, he looks very familiar to me. So I'm not sure exactly where I know him from, but. Um, He looks like he would make a good General Sam Lane. And I'm really interested in his character on the show. Uh, They they describe it as a no-nonsense army general who's determined to keep America and the world safe from all threats from this world or beyond. Lane's a workaholic who demands nothing but excellence from all
0: those in his life. That sounds like Sam Lane. Uh, This description sure does. And I'm very curious to see how he fits in, what his relationship is with Lois. Usually Lois and Sam don't always get along too well. Or not, not the closest father-daughter relationship. And Sam Lane usually not a big fan of Superman and aliens, so it'll be interesting to see how that is all handled there, and what he's like as a grandfather to the boys. Is he tough on them? Is he does he avoid them? Is he a good grandfather? I don't know. So that will be interesting to see. Glenn Morshower had previously played General Lane in several season one episodes of Supergirl. That's the last time. So I don't know if they had approached Shower about returning and he couldn't or they want to do a fresh start on this character in this post-crisis world. I think it's interesting that they that it is a recasting. I'm usually not a fan of recasting, but the fact that it was so long ago, I don't want this Superman show to be held up by to casting from five years ago when a possible Superman and Lois show was not even an idea. Especially since I don't love everything that was been has been done with the superman mythology pre-crisis wise so i'm not opposed to summary casting, but it is moderately surprising
1: yeah and like you said it's season one too so even then you know supergirl wasn't even on cw yet so it's it was filmed somewhere else completely different uh not completely different team but a lot of different team um so yeah not surprising but when you can if you can have the same actor that you've seen before it's always nice but um not a huge deal
0: i also like that it It makes it feel like, we don't know if that's going to be the case, but it makes it feel like this show is a fresh start. You don't need to have seen all of the other CW superhero shows to start. So some people are just going to be coming into Superman and Lois because they like Superman and Lois and not because they've seen all these shows from the beginning. So it's kind of nice that it won't be expecting you to have seen or remember five seasons ago what this character was doing, what this was about. It's a fresh start completely for Superman and Lois, if that's the case. I'm pretty excited about that. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I wonder how much the rest of the Lane family is going to be involved. Again, we don't know what this history is in the post-crisis world if they're recasting the actor. Samuel Lane's history might be different. So we don't know if his wife Ella is around or has passed away, as usually common in Superman mythology, and Lucy, if she is going to pop up with the same actress or recasting or any of that. But as for Sam Lane, he first appeared in Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 13, way back in November of 1959. He several live-action appearances. There were a couple different actors who portrayed him on Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Of course, Michael Ironside played the role a couple of times in Smallville. Kirk Allen, the original Superman in the 1948 and 1950 movie serials, had a cameo as Sam Lane in Superman the movie. So we've seen a few different versions there. It sounds like the Smallville version will be the closest to what this Sam Lane is, the modern-day version of the character in the comics, more of a general and that kind of thing with a military background is sounds like what they're going with.
1: Yeah, that sounds what it's, what it's going to be like. And again, just because this show is so focused on family, or at least it seems like it's going to be. Um, I'm very interested in his character as a kind of a, a different way to parent and to kind of show a contrast between parenting styles between himself and then Lois and Clark and how they choose to parent their kids. So uh, a very interesting character.
0: Yeah, I wonder if him being in a regular role, one thing I thought about is, it is Superman going to have a heavy connection to the military? Uh, could General Lane be involved with giving Superman information and that kind of thing? That would be not something I'd be terribly excited about. I like seeing Lois and Clark go and investigate and find issues that Superman needs to deal with on their own. But having some overlap with the military could be a, a cool way of approaching. It. Yeah, and a big piece of casting, Emmanuel Shrieky, who's been at a ton of things probably most well-known for entourage and was recently in the passage has been cast in the series regular role of Lana Lang, actually Lana Lang Cushing. And she's described as a loan officer at Smallville bank who stayed in Smallville when others left for something bigger and brighter. Lana reestablishes her friendship with her old friend Clark Kent during one of the most difficult periods in her life.
1: Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't describe a whole lot about uh, what the character is going to be doing or what her, her role will be. But again, kind of similar to what I was just talking about with, um, sam lane i i think her character and then her husband kyle cushing um i think their parenting style can either be a contrast or kind of they can help uh lois and clark figure out how to navigate parenting because if if we remember like all the way back during the the crossover clark looked kind of surprised that she said your sons so we don't know if they've been aged up and like they don't have any experience with taking care of two teenage boys so maybe they they need some parenting advice from uh, Lana Lang and maybe they'll get that from her so again this is just all kind of speculation
0: yeah interesting and it does point out that Smallville being a regular location the main setting perhaps of the show Lana Lang is one of the biggest connections to that and and that show does this what do you think of I've seen a few people worried or anxious about the fact that lana lang being included usually in history she's got some romantic history with clark kent and i've seen people worried and so i, I don't even want to talk about it but i think we should address it worried that lana will be used to create tension in the marriage between superman and lois I don't, um, it's not even something i really wanted to talk about but not necessarily anything serious but maybe just creating unease with uh, the three of them being around each other a lot i mean it is that could be something that you do i hope i hope not or if they do it
1: it's not a, a huge plot point because that's not something that particularly interests me but yeah that is definitely like you said that's something that has been done in the past and something that could make sense with her character
0: yeah i don't it's definitely not something i want to see or have any interest in the, the superman clark kent and low Lane relationship is really important to me and i hope they handle that well so yeah. if the best thing they can do with Lana Lang is just to create tension, unease in any way. It would be really uninteresting to me and disappointing to say, Hey, you guys have the rights to use Clark Kent and Lois Lane. And the most thing you create a show called Superman and Lois, the most creative thing you can do is bring in Lois Lane or Lana Lang to even cause the slightest bit of trouble would be very disappointing and very uninteresting to me. So, and I think it would be short-sighted to the Lana Lang character because she can be a really cool character in some Sometimes she's not, you know, not always written that way, but sometimes she's really great and gets to do some really cool things. So I'm actually more interested in, obviously we see the connection between Clark and Lana just being up from growing up in Smallville together. And we don't know if they have a romantic history in this instance, but I think it would be really cool to see Lana and Lois develop a friendship because they have a lot in common in a lot of ways. And Lois coming to the small town could use some help and they both are Mothers of two children and and that kind of thing. So, I think it would be cool to see that relationship develop. I'm much more interested in that than any other sort of problems or annoyances that could be used for the character. Yeah.
1: And the description says one of the most difficult periods in her life. So, I don't know what exactly that means. It could mean possibly that her and her husband, this new character, Kyle Cushing, are having some marital issues, and Lois and Clark get to help them kind of sort through that. So, um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'd find that much more interesting. But Lana Lang, a big character, introduced really in some ways, she was kind of Superboy's version fill in for the Lois Lane character because Lois obviously didn't know Superboy. So they had Lana Lang be that character in Smallville when they were telling young adventures of Superman type stories. But she's been around since 1950, been in live action a lot. She was in the pilot for the canceled 1961 Adventures of Superboy TV series that going to be on the air after George Reeves series. Stacy Hyduk played the character in four seasons of Superboy. Really, really get some great Lana stuff in there. Although it's kind of, you know, it's kind of the, the problem with the character. She's kind of being things. A lot of things I like about her is that she's being a lot like Lois Lane. And so that's one thing. She was in one episode of Lois and Clark. And obviously Kristen Kruk played the character for the first eight seasons of Smallville. Young Lana appeared in Superman the movie. And Annette O'Toole had a big role in Superman 3. And there are also small appearances of Lana in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman.
1: Yeah, so a character with a lot of history, and this will be hopefully a big a big addition to that to that history for this character.
0: Yeah. And the last bit of casting we have, Eric Valdez, who has been in Graceland, was cast as Kyle Cushing, the husband of Lana, in a series regular role. Cushing is Smallville's fire chief and local hero who's seen his fair share of tragedy. Small town raised with small town beliefs. Kyle doesn't care much for the big city and often butts head heads with people that come from it
1: yeah so that's an interesting description and hopefully or it sounds like it's kind of setting him up to maybe butt heads with lois lane since she's (laughs) from the big city (laughs) and is a person who comes from it so yeah that's it's an interesting description and fire chief hopefully um i think it would be cool if you know clark and the kit and the boys maybe have to help out but they don't want him to know that he's that they have powers and so they're trying to keep it secret from them from him while still helping him out putting out fires and stuff
0: yeah that's a that's a good point and yeah there's obvious ways they can come into contact flick like with lois and clark even coming they're both coming from metropolis and, and coming in so i think there could be some really interesting conversations real world type conversations of the differences between a small town and the big city and the all the sort of differences that come that are inherent to that So I think that could be fun. And Cushing is an original character, so I'm not too excited about that. You know, I would have liked to have seen a poll from someone from Superman comics, of course. But to go back to my point about Lois and Lana potentially developing a friendship, I think that would be cool because Lois obviously married to Superman. Lana is married to a fire chief who's a local hero in his own right. So that and both being mothers of two, I think there's a lot of similarities in dealing with that. And there's also could be some similarities between Cushing being a fire chief and what that's like to see go out and try to in a risky situation and putting your life on the line to save others as obvious parallels to superman in that right exactly so that's makes seven total people in the main cast i'm assuming that's the final full series regular list for the season seven is usually the number these shows start with so we have tyler Heckland as clark kent superman elizabeth Tolik is lois lane jordan elsass is jonathan kent alexander garfin is jordan kent emmanuel shrieky as lana Lane cushing Eric Valdez as Cal Cushing, and Dylan Walsh as General Sam Lane. So I guess just looking at those main cast, anything stand out to you, overall thoughts, or, or what you think we can be getting from this series? Anything else to draw from that?
1: I'll just say it again and kind of hammer it home. is this? It really does seem like they're setting up the show to be very, very focused on family. in this, this main set of characters, it is kind of all people in the same sort of family orbit um, with some little overla- overlaps, but I really hope that... We're going to get to see different parenting styles, different family styles um, in contrast with Anna and also helping with Lois and Clark and, and then hopefully Lois and Clark learning to be parents with their sons and then sharing that knowledge with, with other people. So it does seem like they're setting that up and that's that's something I'm really interested in.
0: One thing I'm kind of pleasantly surprised, it seems small. Yeah. And that I mean, it's not Superman and Lois and you've got an actor for Brainiac and Lex Luthor and the president of the United States or anything like that. You don't have all these huge characters. It's a lot of small town, small town stuff, small, small character. It seems small in scope, I guess that's the point. And I love those big bombastic Superman stories where he's taking on alien invasions or going to other planets. And I hope we get to see a lot of that in the show. But I also think you've got to pace yourself in a TV series and focus on some of the smaller, more human Aspects of it, the smaller personal connections type thing, and focusing focusing on a a smaller group of characters, we're going to see a lot of the family drama type type stuff, which could be cool. And it gives some time in between those big alien space fights to have smaller things, smaller town issues, dealing with smaller things that Clark and Lois can be investigating and tracking down local crooks and dirty politicians or or anything like that that they can deal with on a week to week basis, and not have to deal with that big stuff every week
1: yeah and the the focus and kind of center around smallville is never going to be something that i complain about so that's that's something that excites me as well because i just love smallville so much and i think there's a lot of good stuff a lot of good stories to tell there and like you said smaller stories which are pretty hard to tell not hard to tell but it's more rare to come by it feels like with superman and the superman family of characters so that's that's something that's really interesting
0: Yeah, that's the benefit of if you're putting Superman on TV, you can show the full aspect of Superman in the smaller stuff. I'll I'll complain a little bit about seeing Smallville. I love Smallville, but I also love Metropolis. So I hope we see a good bit of both in the Daily Planet and, and Clark and Lewis there and stuff like that. So I'll make a minor complaint about that, but I understand your point. But looking at this cast too, outside of the boys, boys, this is a pretty established cast that have done lots of different things. Five veteran actors. They're not huge names. You know, I don't think I'd really been familiar with any of them before they were cast in their superman roles but looking through their history they've got a lot of history and have a lot of experience so that's pretty cool to see a veteran it's much older by traditional cw type standards not that anybody in here is really old but i'm just usually you get a lot of 22 year olds in the cw shows and there's not much of that here
1: right exactly that's a good point
0: so, yeah, lots of exciting things, and we may be far off from seeing this, but that doesn't mean we can't be excited about it in the meantime. Let's talk some comic books. Continuing on, we read Superman, the third set of Rebirth books, Action Comics, Volume 3, Men of Steel, which was Action Comics 967 to 972. This was a real look at Superman and Lex being forced to battle and work together at the same time. What did you think of this arc in Action Comics? Like
1: you said, this is a big, this is a Lex-heavy arc and i liked it for that um just because i was really interested in the character of lex and his kind of stepping in as superman trying to figure out if he's good or if he's bad and this is a literal trial basically to see if he is good or bad and i still don't really know the answer and i don't think superman knows the answer but we've gotten a lot farther down that path and it seems like lex is okay but that's probably exactly where lex wants you to be if he wants you to think he's okay when he's not. So yeah, I, I really like this arc. Um, what do you,
0: what do you think about seeing Lex Luthor, the hero and in his super, his own homemade <laughs> Superman suit mm-hmm. and, and calling himself Superman and all of that stuff. Do you like seeing that? Or would you like to see him more of an outright villain or a mixture? Um, I, I do
1: enjoy it. Like, just because I haven't seen him in that many stories like that. I, it's interesting to see him that way versus just being an outright villain. Although outright villain Lex at his most evil is still a really interesting character so I think he might evolve into that in this arc but it's really interesting seeing him in kind of a different role and just because we have such a long history with Lex bringing all those preconceived notions to the character um, makes it interesting to see him kind of play against that
0: yeah that's a that's a good point I don't love seeing Lex calling himself Superman in a super suit but I think it's interesting to explore a little bit seeing him trying to be a hero and at least showing all the right signs of being a hero. I did really enjoy. Um, anytime you put Superman and Lex together and they're forced to be together, you can get some really great stuff out of that. There's been stories like that. Just trying to think off the top of my head. There's an issue of All-Star Superman where Clark and Lex are together. There's an episode of Superboy, the TV series, where Superboy gets trapped. And Smallville also where Clark and Lex get trapped together underground and have to work together to fight their way out. And they really bring out some personal issues and really... Talk things through, and I think that's really cool to see them when they have to work together and and have to get things out and open is fun. And I also like that this Lex calls out Superman for investigating him, even though Lex had done nothing wrong that he could find on this Earth. Since this is Superman coming from another Earth investigating Lex, he thinks obviously there's something wrong. But I like that Lex called him out for Superman kind of judging Lex before he even had any evidence or proof. He didn't give him the benefit of the doubt.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. And it, again, it shows just. The character of Lex is so intelligent and doesn't is really good at not being kind of blinded by greatness. I guess he is just a human being, but he never, ever overestimates or underestimates Superman. He doesn't just kind of look at him with rose-tinted glasses just because he's Superman and just because he has powers. He, he says, you know, I can, I can still compete with you and I can still do good in the world. I don't need to have power. So that's something really interesting about the Lex character.
0: And there's other cool things here, you know, they're world hopping and there's these, the antagonists can see the future and all of that. And think Lex is going to be bad and ties in with dark side and boom tubes and some really cool stuff and concepts that I like to see. And I also, one last thing is seeing Superman stand up for Lex and defend him, come around to that. He's not going to condemn Lex for something that might be done in the future. He's going to give Lex the chance. So as much as I I gave Superman a hard time for judging Lex before he did anything wrong, he comes around and is defending Lex, saving Lex, and not going to let him be killed just because of something he might do.
1: Right. And that's, you know, that's classic Superman. Even if, even if there is a chance that someone is bad, he believes the best in people and believes that they can change um, believes that they don't have to be the worst version of themselves so that's that's definitely classic superman and it's great to see that in action
0: absolutely and then moving on to superman volume three multiplicity which was superman 14 through 17 and superman annual number one we get a few different stories actually in here what do you think of this it's always cool to see
1: swamp thing Swamp Thing's a really interesting character and you don't get to see him with superman and all that often that the annual doesn't have a, a whole lot to do with the other issues but it is it's pretty cool and honestly part of the coolest part of it was just seeing superman trying to farm so seeing him <laughs> doing like everyday stuff and how he handles irrigation and that it sounds boring but it's actually pretty interesting
0: i love seeing the everyday stuff of superman and clark and lois and that's something i see i hope to see a lot of in the show in terms of life on the farm or whatever they're doing. The day-to-day stuff is something I love seeing and hope to see lots of.
1: Yeah. The the one big thing from the annual though is the explanation that Superman gets that the longer he stays on this earth, the greater the chances that he's going to damage it because he, he um, gets his powers from the sun in a different way than the Superman who was on this earth already. And it's, it's damaging it, sucking the life out of it, I guess. So that is definitely probably going to be a big plot point going forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But a, a good fun done in one annual type story that tells a little bit of ongoing stuff without overdoing it. Then the big meat of this was issues fourteen to sixteen, the Multiplicity arc, where it's a bit of a multiverse type adventure where Superman are being killed. What did you think of this one?
1: This was it was cool to see all of the do- different Superman, um, even Captain Carrot. Like they they went all out gathering the different super versions of people um this is one of the things that is very easy to do in comics but i can't ever see this kind of storyline being adapted to a live action cw tv show and that's okay um, but this is something definitely really fun um to do in a short little arc in a comic series
0: yeah and i love the premise of this maybe probably more than the execution of the actual storyline not that it's bad there's a couple different superman stories like this something like superman beyond which was a talent tie into final crisis and you get to see hey all the it's basically the subplot from crisis with Lex so going around killing superman so that's fun that's a cool concept seeing all the different supermen was okay it's kind of like kind of interesting kind of like okay whatever there's one where etrigan is a super demon and yeah. i suppose it's interesting to see a rhyming superman but uh not really my thing but this is something if they did adapt this or superman beyond something like that i would love to see it with the the Superman, you know, I'll harp back on this, seeing their own version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, but was just Superman bringing yeah. back the past versions, Brandon Routh, Superman, uh, and all the past actors bringing them back. You know, imagine that opening scene from this comic where instead of Red Sun Superman, it's Brandon Routh, Superman showing up, beaten up, telling Tyler Heckland Superman, hey, someone's coming after you, trying to kill all the Superman. Boom, that's how you start it. And then they all have to team up together. You know, the actors from Superboy, and I'm sure Tom Welling would not do it, but yeah. seeing all them together, that would be a really cool premise, something I would love to see them build up to down the line.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. The The best part about this arc, though, is seeing the the Superman from Arm Earth, the Superman that we know, kind of getting to inspire the other super beings who've maybe lost hope because their powers have been drained or are new, like Keenan Kong, the Superman in China, ha- gets a great conversation with with our Superman about what it means to be Superman and the responsibilities you have and what you can do with your powers and what you, what you can't do with your powers, that sort of thing. So that's always great to see. And those are the kind of conversations and stories that I hope he gets to have with his sons in the TV show is explaining to them exactly what it means to have these powers and what you can do with them.
0: Yeah. And it's cool to see him step up and be the superman of the superman like and yeah there's a couple that step up but he ends up being one of the big leaders and all that and that's really cool so a a cool premise that i might like to see although superman beyond that has that has some good lois and clark stuff so that would be i would rather see something like that than this but i don't know how likely there it is as much as i'd love to see a multiverse superman meeting superman adventure and then the final issue superman number 17 is another standalone type thing where john and his neighbor kathy they go, and it's setting up a future storyline here, where we get to see um, a little bit of a mystery, a little bit of a horror type comic, and they they think they're seeing things, but it appears to be played off by Brandon Cobb as, Cobb as a hallucination.
1: Yeah, this is this is a fun one-off. Um, you don't really know what's going on, like you said, a lot of horror elements, and there could definitely be some episodes of the TV show similar to to something like this.
0: Yeah, a fun. You could see the boys investigating something, maybe with lana's girls or something like that uh, i think that could be pretty fun but overall some more fun issues um that is all we have for today we will be back talking superman and lois if there's more news sometime soon but if not we'll be back covering some some comics and all that kind of stuff in the near future so thanks for listening and keep believing in a better tomorrow